having brows. Treading water that they drown. My head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 203 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at DynastyDadFF. Got a great show tonight. We're nothing but trades. It's 2024, new you, new Dynasty manager, same old Mung and Dad hitting you up with Dynasty trades. Mung, it sounds weird to say 203. I keep going back 203, 203, 200 seems like too much, but maybe I'm just a boomer. Yeah, episode 203 and 2024, and uh, it's a great year. And uh, yeah, I'm just pumped for NFL playoffs right now. I feel like this is going to be a fun show, a little bit more relaxed, right? There's no time crunch. Oh, we got to get some trades done before the first week of the fantasy playoffs or before the fantasy title game or whatever it might be. And uh, yeah, I'm actually in the midst of updating my dynasty rankings right now. I should have updated Superflex and one quarterback dynasty rankings out within a few days. You guys will be able to find those uh, up on Twitter. I'll tweet out the link or X as it's known now uh, at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And I think this is a fun time to do that. I mean, this is the first full year where I've done rankings and it's like, I was talking about it with some people on the Patreon and they said, well, why did you move, you know, player X up and player Y down? And I said a lot like, what, what you talk about is in season, a guy like Christian McCaffrey, a guy like James Conner, you know, a guy, someone that is a veteran that's putting up points, you have to move him up because in season production matters. When you get to the off season, now we're in an area where obviously Aaron Jones goes down in value a little bit. And, and a guy like James Conner goes down a little bit in value. And some of these younger upside wide receivers kind of move into that area because in the season rankings are more about production versus, you know, value. When you come into the offseason, it's strictly value, in my opinion. Yeah, and I always preface that uh, in my rankings articles. Uh, if you actually bother to read the couple paragraphs uh, before you dive right into the rankings and scroll, scroll down. straight down. Um, yeah, I, I do say that my dynasty rankings align a lot more with redraft rankings from about September through December, right? Because like you said, it doesn't matter if you think Drake London's going to be amazing because – Right now, if we were talking a month ago with Desmond Ritter, you're not going to feel good starting him. So he's going to be on the bench for those couple of games where he goes off. Mm-hmm. And he's really not going to help you win a fantasy title outside of maybe some dynasty best ball leagues, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's why when, when we get to the offseason, that's why we talk about so many things about insulated trades and different types of values and, you know, minimizing our risk and moving around in different ways. And I, I think it's just a fun time to – to talk about people's different strategies. You know, I know for me right now, a lot of the leagues are a lot, a lot more dormant. You know, people want to sit back and enjoy football. They don't want to think about that. And I've, I've been putting out articles for buys and things like that, but how do you view the first couple of weeks in January? You know, because we did just grind hard, right? November, December, that is straight up grind time. You're trying to try to win that money. You're trying to get that team to where you want it to be. January, a lot of your leagues relax a little bit more. How do you go about, facilitating trades or even you know starting that process 
Yeah, I'll say this. Um, if you love trading all year round, you're raring to go right now. Sure, go ahead, send out some trade offers, manage your team however you see fit. I will say I am more in the category where I'm going to take a little bit of a breather, right? They say that uh, if you take an afternoon nap, your work productivity would actually go up for the rest of the afternoon. Now, don't don't quote that to HR if you get in trouble for taking a nap at work, but uh, that is what studies have shown. And I think a little bit of a break too can help you refresh a little bit, right? Help you be more energized when you do dive back into dynasty rankings, dynasty mm -hmm. trades, whatever it might be. However, at the same time, there are opportunities because we talk about in season when there's a Thursday night game or a Monday night game or a Sunday night game, everyone's attention is focused on those games. And that means that if a player does poorly or if a player blows up, their consensus value can change very quickly because it's not the 30% of people who are watching Red Zone or who are watching the Ravens game who saw a really nice play, right? Literally every football fan, for the most part, is watching a lot of these playoff games. Yeah. So how do you separate that then? Because that's the, the biggest thing for me. My biggest thing I'm saying to myself right now is I am not buying players in the playoffs, especially not veterans. You know, I had a couple of people reach out in the DMs this week and say, I'd like to buy Christian McCaffrey. Why? Why Why? why are you buying Christian McCaffrey right now? You know, like if something happens in the playoffs, that value goes down. You know, now is not the time to go out. And and, and I know we talk a lot, and it's Nug and I did in the last podcast about there's some veterans to buy for sure, but paying up right now in the playoffs is something where I'm not making a trade for a guy in the playoffs. But I am still being active for trades. I'm trying to look things out and I'm trying to cash in. You know, you you get the right guy that you've been trying to sell all year and he scores two touchdowns in a playoff game and everybody saw it. Yeah, go ahead and make that move and try to cash in more on the playoffs rather than over. You, you've been, you know, investing in these guys all year. We're not just going to be like, oh, well, they showed up in the playoffs. Now I want to invest. Yeah, I think it really depends on a case-by-case -case basis, which is maybe the most important rule of dynasty, right? There's no single correct strategy. There's no single, and every player is a buyer or a sell at the right price, right? We, we always say that. And I would say, again, proceed, but with a measured response, right? So maybe you do want to go out and buy some of these players who are in the NFL playoffs, because for example, if you believe in Zay Flowers, as I do, and you think he's really going to go out there and ball out um, in some of these playoff matchups, then, yeah, you're going to pay a premium right now because his hype is fairly high. But if you still think that there's room for that value to grow, I think that's fine as long as you're buying at a price point you're comfortable at, right? You're not paying two firsts or something. Um, and at the, at the same time, I would say don't get too crazy with trades either because we remember the Gabe Davis four touchdown game. Right. I yeah. talked about selling him immediately the morning after. Um, or if you want to go further back for some of our, our younger listeners, maybe they don't even remember this, but the Martavis Bryant, the crazy catch he had for a touchdown a few years back for the Steelers. And then his dynasty value shot up. Um, so some of the plays, I, I guess, like always, evaluate not just the highlight real plays, but just the entire game um, as a whole. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you for sure. Um, I want to start talking trades now because this is what we're all about. This is what, you know, the, the bread and butter. I got to talk first about a smash accept nine trade. This trade here, team one gives up Brandon Ayuk and Brock Purdy. Team two gives up Patrick Mahomes. Now, before we start digging into this one, 
Patrick Mahomes is one who, yes, he, he led a lot of people down this year. And I think this is a scenario here in not this particular trade, but a lot of people are really willing to trade Patrick Mahomes where in years past, you were going to have to pay an arm and a leg. Like this would not be a foreseeable trade a year ago for two players in, in, in that same area. Should we be worried about Patrick Mahomes? You know, the age of Travis Kelsey, the, the lack of weapons outside Rashi Rice, or is this a prime opportunity to buy low on who's still arguably the best quarterback in the NFL just hasn't had the same season as we, we what we expected? Yeah. Well, I'll preface this with two stats. One, uh, Patrick Mahomes was the QB 12 in fantasy points per game this year. And two, Patrick Mahomes led all quarterbacks in dropped passes this season. Yeah. Um, so again, you can read into that however you want, but personally, I, I would be buying all day if that's the price it takes um, to get Mahomes in your super flex league, because Again, you're talking about a guy who probably just had a career low season um, in just about every efficiency metric because he mm -hmm. had zero uh, wide receivers and an aging Kelsey to throw to. And I understand the concern that, well, yeah, Kelsey is going to be another year older next year, right? Maybe even right. retire if he and Taylor get married this summer. I don't know. But the point is we believe in the the talent, the elite talent long-term from Mahomes and you can bet that Brett Veach knows that he needs to get his quarterback receiving and pass catching help mm -hmm. this offseason, and they will go out and do that. So personally, yeah, I would be buying Mahomes at his current depressed value. Yeah, and shout out to at trying to and at blue core, awesome guys. You know, I, I play in that league with them, and it's just I, I think sometimes we try to create issues where there isn't, you know, people are saying, Oh, you need to sell Jalen Hurts because the tush push might get outlawed. He was a QB1 before that. You know what I mean? People are saying, oh, Josh Allen has too many turnovers. Trade him. It's like, we, let's just sit back and recognize the greatness. I mean, I've I've moved both of those over Mahomes, but I th still think Mahomes belongs in that top tier. Some people are even debating in startups, Stroud or Mahomes, you know, and they start to, to go into that direction. So, I mean, I think it's an interesting scenario. If you're interested in buying Patrick Mahomes, this is probably your best window and maybe one of your final windows to go out and buy a top three dynasty quarterback for the price of what would have been last year, maybe the QB eight, you know, and I love Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's my QB uh, 13 and, and Brandon Ayuk I have as my wide receiver 11, you know, so you're, you're getting two nice pieces here. And if you believe in that, if Brock Purdy had the contract, we might be talking, this is a lot, a lot closer. I still think it might be off by maybe a late first, maybe a 25 first, to, to kind of close that gap. What are your thoughts there to, to just close it up a little bit? I don't think it's a terrible trade by any means. Um, like you said, I do think that Shanahan's going to stick with Purdy for the time being. I think Ayuk is going to be a Niner for at least one more year. We'll see about what happens in 2025 and beyond. Um, but in general, I would say based on current market values, it's a fair trade or at least close. That said, mm -hmm. I, I would still... Like you said, I would need probably a first on top um, yeah. to move Mahomes, and, and even even then, I probably just am not doing it um, unless I'm, you know, really close to a title and, and I, I already have maybe a Kittle on my team, right, or a McCaffrey, and I just want to complete that stack, thinking that the Niners are going to run it back next year or something like that. But overall, I would I would still heavily lean Mahomes in that trade. And during the season, we answered 
thousands of questions from the Patreon. We did a lot of Patreon-only shows. This one I kind of opened up to Twitter. The guys that were sending me messages, uh, guys in the DMs, guys that are in there. I mean, make sure, again, you make sure you follow at FFA underscore Mung. Hit him up in his DMs or myself and and send us trades, you know, because this is the best way. This is the best time to sharpen your skills. Um, some of you guys, you know, and we're going to give you a shout out as we go over them. The first one. Well, I was going to uh, say, just tag us both, because then sometimes you already answer the question perfectly. And then I can respond with that gif of the guy pointing up and saying this. this. That's uh, the good I, old I love days, when man. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, it's so much better. So this is uh, from Jake Bratton. That's at jbrado22, 12-team Superflex. Is this a good teardown from Lamar Jackson? So Lamar Jackson finished the season healthy, won me tons of money. No, he won me tons of leagues. You know, and I love Lamar Jackson for the way he finished the season and how consistent he was down the stretch. Lamar Jackson and Jake Ferguson or Kyler Murray, Kyle Pitts, and the 107. I'll let you go first. I don't think this is a bad trade by any means, but I'm firmly on the Lamar side. Um, I was high on Baltimore heading into this year. Mm -hmm. And for as good as that offense was, you have to remember, one, they lost Mark Andrews halfway through the season, um, despite how good Isaiah Likely's played. Um, Andrews was still a big loss. And two, you have to remember that this was year one of learning a, a brand new offense under Todd Monken. Mm -hmm. um, they weren't quite as pass heavy as we expected because the defense played lights out, uh, but they've had trouble uh, with the defense staying healthy in prior seasons. I think that there is still a chance that we have not seen the truly elite uh, MVP year from fantasy Lamar, even though he might win the NFL MVP for 2023. I think this is – I'm, I'm kind of going with Twitter on this one. Is, is For me, this is an insulated trade where I'm willing to – I love Kyler Murray. You know, Lamar right now is my QB5. Kyler Murray is my QB10. I feel like, I feel like Pitts with Arthur Smith finally, you know, moving on, I think could ascend. The 107 is the end of my tier of what I consider to be – you know, I think Jaden Daniels, uh, Romeo Adunze, and – possibly Brock Bowers could fall to seven, one of those guys in there. So I think what you're able to do with that seven, I think closes that gap for me a little bit, but I see what you're saying completely. I yeah, gotta I give it fair overall. The the big difference here is I have Lamar Dynasty QB two in the in the top tier of Josh yeah. Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. And that's where you and I have always been slightly different on Lamar Jackson. And I love what he's done this year. You know, I have him in, in my QB tier two with CJ Stroud and Joe Burrow. So, I mean, I, and that's, that's what closes the gap. And that's, what's great about dynasty. That's what great about the show is like, you can have different valuations and that kind of moves things around. What else is great about the show is now on Twitter, guys, you guys can answer. We can answer your questions live. We can, you know, if you guys are on Twitter or on YouTube, we now have the option to do that. So Anthony Machka, I hope I said that right, said, glad I can listen live. You know, good evening, guys. You know, and it, my man Jamie just comes on. He's like, yo, you know, like, but we <laughs> just recorded a show uh, with Snoog and people were asking questions. Guys, you can do that. Like in the Patreon, obviously we answer thousands of questions, but when you guys see us pop up on your live feed, hit a retweet, jump in there. You guys can ask questions while we're recording. Spur of the moment, you know, yeah. Mom just talked day. about yeah, exactly. Mung just talked about Lamar. You had a Lamar question. Throw it in there. You know, get it in, get it going. Next um, question. I will say real quick while we were on that topic. Yeah. One other thing for our Patreon subscribers who are listening to this show. Um, I'm not quite as active as Dad in the Patreon, 
So if you tag me in trades, I will almost always get to them because then the notification pops up immediately for me. Just an FYI. Love it. Next one. You guys are killing me with last names today. I'm trying my best. This one's from Dakota Caporelliotis. Yeah, I think I got that. Um, who's the 101? Or, oh, sorry. If you had to choose between the 101 in a one quarterback league between the 101 this year, Marvin Harrison Jr., or the 101 last year in B. John Robinson, who is your choice and why? I'll let you go first on this one because okay. um, the first, well, just as a broader response, I'll say that I haven't started doing my 2024 rookie research yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite as involved in college and watching college games as you and John and Snoog. So all I can tell you right now is that Marvin Harrison Jr. plays for Ohio State. So I, I always hold my rookie um, evaluations until uh, a couple months into the offseason when I actually get time to be more informed. So I, I never want to give uh, generic answers for you guys, just FYI. I have Bijan Robinson slightly higher, and here's why. Now, the vote itself was 83 to 17. Bijan Robinson is a special, special running back talent. Absolutely phenomenal. We saw the floor of Bijan Robinson. You know, we saw a back end RB1 floor. The ceiling is RB1 overall. We know that, and we know what the, where he's at. Marvin Harrison Jr., I think. Right now, day one is a top six to eight dynasty wide receiver. We know wide receivers have longer longevity. We, we put it into that area. My, my concern is we don't know the landing spot yet. The landing spot for Marvin Harrison Jr. could be fantastic, right? Or it could be the New England Patriots. You know, like we get to an area where the only difference for me right now is Bijan Robinson has proven that he is idiot coach proof and that he is in, in an area where – he's going to be able to put up RB1 numbers every year. If he was able to do it now, he's clearly going to do it with a better head coach. He's clearly going to do it with a, an improved quarterback. You know, like there are so many things that went against Bijan Robinson this year. If anybody's selling, which I don't think they are, you should be buying because Bijan Robinson is an absolute stud. Yeah, and I'll say this. Without knowing uh, a ton of details about Marvin Harrison Jr. just yet, I would lean Bijan as well. Um, for all the reasons you just said, and plus we already know Arthur Smith's gone, right? Whoever mm-hmm. they they bring in, knock on wood, cannot be as bad as Arthur Smith. Um, and number two, I will say the one caveat is if you think that you'll be able to flip the 101 for a huge amount in a couple months, again, this is coming down to knowing your league and your league mates, how big will the hype grow, right? Do you have a Buckeyes fan in your league who's going to overpay for the 101? Or do you have a fan in your league who maybe is a Bears fan or something, and and if you think they're going to trade down and take him somehow, and then he'll be able to give you, you know, five firsts or whatever it is. Again, the only caveat is know your own league and what you are going to be able to get for Bijan or the 1.01 come May or come August. And I think that's a lot of the questions. I mean, the next one sent in from Stu Pettiso. He said basically the same thing. We're looking at a Dynasty 12 team, Superflex, 0.25 points per carry. Is it Anthony Richardson or Caleb Williams? Another interesting scenario is like where we go where I love Anthony Richardson. I know you do. I think this year is the, the year where, I mean, we saw in his two healthy games, QB2, QB4. He's one of my biggest buys in the offseason if anybody's selling. Um, but we get into the known versus the unknown again. You know, you come into the – 
the 101 itself is more desirable to everyone. Whereas Anthony Richardson, someone might have been burnt by the fact that he he missed most of the year. You know, someone might be injured, might have had RG3 10 years ago or whatever, and just been like, okay, here we go again. You know, and they the 101 carries more value than or at least equivalent value to Anthony Richardson. One for one, I'd rather have Anthony Richardson, the player over Caleb Williams, the pick. If I'm like rebuilding, I think I can get more for the one-on-one than I can for Anthony Richardson is my answer to this question. Um, I, I would stick with Anthony Richardson. You're going to hear a lot of Anthony Richardson love from me uh, this coming off season. But for now, suffice it to say that, um, again, I mentioned it last off season when we were talking about quarterback prospects and more and more my lean has um, heavily shifted into team situation because I think it's really difficult to tell which prospects are going to be can't miss generational quote unquote um, because no one has really solved that answer, right? Not yeah. NFL scouts, not dynasty experts, quote unquote. And so for me, I think part of it is the surrounding cast and the coach and how they're going to build around the strengths of that quarterback. Um, thank you, Anthony, in our live chat, he said AR 15 tied to Steichen. And that is 100% on target for why I'm so high on him. We've seen what Shane Steichen was able to do with Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. We've seen regression from that Eagles offense with Steichen gone. And we've seen Gardner Minshew even have flashes um, un under Steichen, right? Were it not for a missed fourth and one um, short pass to their, what is it, fourth string running back or something, they would be in the playoffs despite mm -hmm. all the issues that team had. And when Richardson was healthy, we saw in a limited sample size of two to three games that he was already an elite top five fantasy quarterback just from the rushing production of the goal line touchdowns. So if we do think Richardson can develop even a tiny bit as a passer, I think he will very quickly ascend into that elite tier in Dynasty. Yeah, I love it. I, I think my biggest takeaway is I am tearing off Lamar Jackson down to Anthony Richardson, if I can. I think that's that area of he, he's that next guy that's going to join tier one, if anybody does. You know, I think we we were trading Richardson plus to get to Stroud. I think by the end of the year, I think we get into an area where they're at least evened up, if not Richardson passing up there. But I think what would you need if you're moving off? And you said you have Lamar in tier one. So let's say you're you're rebuilding and you have Lamar Jackson or you have Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. What realistically would you need to close that gap from Patrick or from them down to Anthony Richardson? Um, well, I'll say here a quick sneak peek at my updated dynasty rankings. How about that? So my top nine right now, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes in that elite tier. Mm -hmm. A slight tier break, I have Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, and Jamar Chase just behind them. I think you can argue that other quarterbacks should go over that, but that's how I have it right now. I have C.J. Stroud at the top of the second tier as my Dynasty QB4 based on what he showed. However, I have Jalen Hurts and Anthony Richardson just behind him in the exact same tier. So I will say this. C.J. Stroud looks phenomenal. He looks like a true... Um, NFL, <clears throat> excuse me, NFL franchise quarterback. I think the Texans are going to be very happy with him, barring any massage parlor incidents. And however, despite all that, 
I think in fantasy, Anthony Richardson in four-point passing touchdown leagues could still be far more valuable for years to come. Um, now, that doesn't mean that Stroud can't be an elite passer like a Burrow uh, where we still have him very high in the dynasty rankings. That's why I have him at QB4. But when you look at, for as good as he was, Richardson was a much better fantasy quarterback this year, even as a rookie. Yeah, I'm, I'm for it. Uh, I got a couple more questions here. Next one sent in from just straight up at fantasy football. I like that. It's a lot more easy than some of these last names. Uh, Bijan Robinson or Saquon Barkley, Travis Kelsey, and Stefan Diggs. Now, Mung, I want to preface that like one of my biggest buys in this entire offseason is Saquon Barkley. We are about to get the, the divorce of him and the Giants. He's going to be freed. Stefan Diggs, again, we, we know for the first 10 weeks of the season, every year he shows up as a top five to eight wide receiver, falls down a little bit in the stretch, but he's a buy for me. Travis Kelsey, I'm a little bit worried about. You know, there, there's a scenario, there's a real life scenario where he does retire. and We start to see the de- decline of Travis Kelsey. Three for one here. Twitter has it 60-40. Which side are you on? Yeah, I'll start by saying it's Bijan for me, um, because in order to sell an elite dynasty running back, I would need at least one surefire piece. Um, And I still believe in the talent with Barkley, but it's still a messy situation where the Giants could tag him yet another year. Mm -hmm. uh, And and we'll see what happens with that. Um, So I will say I I still want Bijan because I am a bit worried about uh, buying into the veterans right now in Kelsey and Diggs. Um, But I do think it's worth going off a little bit on a tangent here and talking about Kelsey, because he is a piece that a lot of dynasty managers are going to struggle with valuing um, this offseason. Right. And and here's my take where I, I, even though I joke that he could retire and sail off into the sunset with Taylor Swift this offseason, I do think he'll continue to play at least one more year. Um, And my current projection for him in 2024 is I think that people are going to be way off of him. And certainly he's not going to be that elite every week, top top one, top two tight end that we've known him as for the last five years or so. Mm-hmm. However, I think he can still be a, I would say like a Jason Witten plus towards the end of, of Witten's career where he was just such a red zone monster that if Kansas City can just figure out some wide receiver help, I think Kelsey's still going to be pretty heavily involved in the red zone. And as long as he's got Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes scheming things up, I still think you're going to get a top 10, maybe even top five fantasy season from Kelsey next year. So I personally, I would be buying him on contending teams for a late first or less. I I think you'll be able to get him for a couple of seconds in some leagues after um, assuming he's not like blowing up in the actual NFL playoffs over the next few weeks. And like I said, we have our our YouTube and our our Twitter talks. I mean, we even get people saying how hot Travis Kelsey is. So that's a that's a great one to add in there. You know, it's a little bit different than our than our normal uh, clientele with that, but that's awesome. Um, I think I think you're right. I mean, if you said it's Saquon Barkley and two first round picks, it sounds a little bit different. But I do agree with you. I think Stefan Diggs. Uh, I do think Travis Kelsey. I think you know Devonte Adams. There's a lot of guys that are going to become buys because people are worried about that age number. But it's a matter of the longevity of these guys' career, you know, I think is going to be be where it needs to be. Answering another Twitter question from, from the Patreon, Dom Munoz says, gentlemen, hey, what are we doing with Jackson Smith and Jigba? He's my wide receiver four right now. Should I buy? Should I sell? Should I hold? Should I tear up? I'm tearing up. 
I am using the value of Jackson Smith and Jigba right now to tear up. Uh, I have, you know, I, I was doing a lot of research on the 2023 class. I loved, you know, what what Puka Nakua, Zay Flowers, Rashi Rice were able to do. We just didn't see it from Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I'm willing to try to get out ahead of time and tear up into that that top 12 range. Those guys that I'm really trying to get because guys that struggle year one. And yes, sometimes it's situational. Sometimes they don't recover it. And I, I love Jackson Smith and Jigba as a talent, but I am personally, especially if he's your wide receiver four, I would be trying to package up at 25 first. I would try to be packaging up, you know, another running back and move myself into the next tier above Jackson Smith and Jigba, or even at this point, And as crazy as it sounds, is I, I've seen people get Zay Flowers or Rashi Rice plus for Jackson Smith and Jigba. I've seen them get Jaden Reed plus, and I think those guys are really ascending to a different level. Yeah, I, I don't have an issue necessarily um, with tearing up with JSN, uh, depending on the price. But I will say he's more of a buy for me. Um, Tyler Lockett really mm -hmm. trailed off over the second half of the season. You have to imagine that he's probably gone. Um, Pete Carroll he's gone now we just found that out today and that's not to say any disrespect to carol because clearly i think we saw from how the last couple of seasons gone that russ was more of a an anchor for the seahawks than carol right mm -hmm. but still we know that carol has that old school kind of mentality where if they're up they're going to grind out the game on the ground right they're not really throwing they're not keeping up those leads so really the seahawks wide receivers were somewhat game script dependent um, for most of the last few seasons. So I think we, we see JSN in a bigger role next year, um, perhaps uh, with, with a more offensive-minded coach who, who's a little bit more pass-heavy. And then finally, I, I do think that even though we didn't see a ton of production from him, he was efficient in, in the mm -hmm. few games where he got a lot of targets. And again, I, I'm still not worried. I, I liked Zay Flowers a ton. I think he and JSN are still in the same tier. I actually would still prefer JSN over Rasheed Rice. I know a lot of people are high on Rice, but personally, I do think they bring in wide receiving help next season. Mm -hmm. And while Rice showed a lot as a playmaker and a yards after the catch guy, I don't know that he's going to be some true number one from a Holmes that I've seen some people projecting him as. I I love all those guys in that range. I have them all worth the 108 to 110. From 20 to 25, I have Addison london smith and jigba rice and flowers i think those are some some great buys for the offseason all of them could have potential changes at you know well aside from rashi rice and flowers i mean they could have quarterback changes they could have a lot of different scenarios here that could bump up their value and you say it all the time and you know we talk about iron sharpening iron but it's price dependent jackson smith and jigba if i'm a contender I am trading up and I'm trying to get myself into an area where I think I'm getting more. If I'm a rebuilder, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to insulate and see if I can get, you know, a certain pick in that area. Plus him speaking of picks, we got a question sent in here from Jamie. And I think since, since Mung's on is perfect to talk Jalen Waddle because Jalen Waddle is, you know, to a lot of people is very um, polarizing. If he's a buyer or a sell, this is James cook, Cortland Sutton and the one Oh seven in a 12 man PPR. If this is super flex, I am smashing the, the the package side so hard because I'm taking Romeo Adunze. I'm taking, you know, Brock Bowers, whoever falls into that area. Um, but I love Jalen Waddle. I just think if we're talking 107 plus Cook plus Sutton, if it's 107, one quarterback, I think that's about right. 
I think we're, you know, getting into an area where it's going to be another wide receiver, but I'm leaning that way. What about yourself? I still believe in the talent for Waddle, um, but with how James Cook is valued and some of the blow-up games we've seen, if you're getting a first on top plus, you know, a little throw-in with Sutton, I would lean the package. And the reason is it just felt like I watched a lot of Dolphins games this year because I was very high on them coming into the season. It just seemed like every catch, something was up with Waddle. Like he would go down with a shoulder or an ankle or something. And he didn't miss a ton of games, like two with the concussion, I think, early in the season. Mm -hmm. And then he was pretty healthy overall until uh, the final couple games with the high ankle sprain. But it just seemed like after like half of his catches, he would come up limping from something or other which worries me a little bit about him ever becoming, you know, a true number one, even once Tyree kill is yeah. a little bit older. So I have dropped him a little bit in my dynasty rankings. Um, I, I wouldn't sell low on Waddle certainly after a somewhat disappointing season, but in this scenario, I would lean the cook plus one Oh seven package. You were trying to buy him low from me and smash one. So I could win my, so I could win that championship. I still want him. still want it all. Shout out, John. You, you can't be there. Someone else in Smash One is going to have to take it. You know, we're at three years in a row of the analysts taking it. Someone else is going to have to step up. Looking at you, Jake. Looking at you, Drager. So let's go. No. Um, next question, and this is a great one, sent in from Jack Newton, and I love this. He put, what's your thoughts on the 101? You know, I have Dak, I have Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones. You know, do I need the 101? Or do I need Caleb Williams at the 101? And I get this question all the time. People are like, I got Stroud, I got Burrow, I got Lamar, I got Fields. I got, you know, you're, you're taking Caleb Williams at this point. The value is still with Caleb Williams unless – he goes to an absolute horrible landing spot and Marvin Harrison goes to that dream landing spot. You hold on to that 101, but most people are like, what do I do? You're in the you're in the position to win, right? You're in the position you have the most premium assets as quarterbacks in a super flex league. People need to come to you, right? There are I I put a list out today. There are 18 quarterbacks who I think are worth the 106 or higher. Then there's like three that are worth a late first and then it falls off hard. I mean, we saw this year, the quarterback position is something that you need to have some depth at, or you're going to be struggling. So I'm personally just taking Caleb Williams. If the draft were today, I'm not worried about having three elite quarterbacks. I can trade it later, but you're in that nice position there where you don't have to, you know, if you feel like you have to trade down to one Oh two for Marvin Harrison, you do that. If you feel like you need to trade down to one Oh three for Drake may, who I love as well, you do that, but it's, there's no such thing as, man, I needed a wide receiver. So I took him over the quarterback, you know, or I needed a running back draft talent, draft value, not need. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'm passionate on people. that one. That was, that's my one. I got on my soapbox there. I was like, all right, here we go. No, I like it. I, I think overall philosophy matters a lot in dynasty rather than just kind of the one-off trades, right? Because mm -hmm. again, you need that kind of general direction for your team. And here's what I'll say uh, in response to that. And it's the same answer that I wasn't trying to be mean, but I told a few people during the season with sit start questions on like a Monday morning or a Tuesday morning, I would say, you don't have to do anything right now. Um, you have plenty of time to make a more informed decision uh, for the sit start questions. It was till Thursday afternoon. Right. And, and at that point you have a lot more information on injuries, on matchups, stuff like that. And with the one Oh one, a lot's going to change with the NFL combine with the draft and landing spots that doesn't mean that your evaluation on these players necessarily has to change a ton. Um, but 
regardless of what you think, the market yeah. values are going to fluctuate, 100%. right? There's what if there's a non-zero chance that somehow the Bears got Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison, and then you have Caleb throwing um, to Harrison and DJ Moore, right? Imagine the value of the 101 at that point. Yeah. Um, or if God forbid, knock on wood, this doesn't happen. Washington gets Caleb Williams and maybe they get a more exciting head coach at, at that point. Um, but you know, Washington just hasn't had a track record of success. Uh, not that Chicago has either, but regardless, you have plenty of time to make that decision, right? You don't need to lock in any thoughts right now. As of now, it's probably Caleb just because the quarterback position in Superflex is generally um, more valued than running backs or wide receivers, et cetera. But again, just just be flexible. Like with anything mm -hmm. else in Dynasty, um, you don't have to lock in any answer right now. The next question sent in from Tomer, and that's great analysis. You know, and I think we're both on the same page of how to handle that when you have that 101. Uh, this person says, Tomer, that's at Shimshon89. Jamar Chase or the 104-105 Superflex, just uh, I'll hit on the rookie side, then I'll let you hit on the value side of Jamar Chase. You know, the 104-105, you're looking at, you know, Malik Neighbors and Brock Bowers, Malik Neighbors and Robio Adunze. You know, you're looking at two really nice wide receivers, but Jamar Chase is you know, the dynasty wide receiver two or wide receiver three, depending on what you do with CeeDee Lamb. So they're ultimately what you want them to be. I think Malik Neighbors has a lot of Jamar Chase in his game, but ultimately you're you're hoping these guys pan out to be Jamar Chase. I want three firsts for him, or one of them should be Marvin Harrison for me. Yeah, generally speaking, um, this is Chase hands down for me. You're this is probably the cheapest you'll you'll get Chase for a couple of years because both he and Burrow. Um, had injury issues this year, right? So a down year for both of them. You're buying low there. And two, I know there was a report that Burrow, you know, structured his deal in a way that um, the Bengals can and he wants them to re-sign T. Higgins. Uh, but at the same time, that's not that's not a given, right? Especially if some other team does offer Higgins a, a better contract and he decides to take it. I think that this is a slam dunk smash except uh, for Jamar Chase, especially if Higgins uh, ends up being elsewhere next year and, and Chase could see close to 200 targets. You got a buy window on Patrick Mahomes. You got a buy window on Jamar Chase here. Next one, and I really like this one. This one's sent in from Sub Gainzo. Justin Fields in the 204, Jordan Love in the 111 in a super flex. It's a four-point passing league, which does favor Justin Fields a little bit more. Twitter was 67-33. Jordan Love, you guys know, was a guy that I was buying all offseason. Same with Justin Fields. So I kind of don't see a major difference right now between the 111 and the 204. It's a slight lean. I have Fields a few spots ahead of Jordan Love, but I love Jordan Love going forward. So if this was the 108, I'd say it's a smash. It's the 111. Twitter has it 67-33. I have it a lot closer to 50-50 because I do think Justin Fields is a guy that, I mean, a lot of people are debating if he's going to be a starter. I mean, he is going to be a starter somewhere. And it's, if it's not Chicago, it will be somewhere else. And I think he'll have another opportunity here to thrive. Jordan Love is a buy in the offseason for me. So I can see this either way. I, I, I'm still formulating strong opinions about my quarterback rankings because right yeah. now between you know nine and 15 is very messy 
because I think all those yeah. guys have high ceilings and right. some uncertainty tied to them. I, I will say this, though. There's a non-zero chance that I have Love ranked over Fields straight up um, yeah. when I have updated Dynasty rankings out because, one, I don't think people realize just how good Jordan Love was uh, unless you're a Packers fan, in mm-hmm. which case you know your love for him is probably a little bit too much. Um, but I, I will say I think if there's an argument to be made that highly drafted quarterbacks should sit for a couple of years, I think the Packers have have you know proven some measure of that. Yeah. Uh, I will say as a Chicagoan who has watched uh, quite a bit of the Packers as well over the last few years, Jordan Love took a huge leap midseason. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he looks poised out there. He's made plays out of nothing. And on top of that, another thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is that Love can run too. You know, we like Fields for that mobility and the, the rushing upside. Jordan Love has run in plenty of touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. He he actually outscored Fields in fantasy points per game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he finished QB six. So I mean, yeah. he was someone in the offseason. We talk about the insulated trades and picking those guys out. I mean, I traded Joe Burrow for him in two firsts because people were like, ah, it's nothing. You know, and I think Justin Fields. I was talking to a guy on Twitter today. I could see a scenario where Justin Fields cracks the top 10 by midseason next year. Right now I have him as QB. If you take out the three rookie quarterbacks, I have him as like QB 13. I do have May above him and I do have, you know, Caleb above him because the 101 and the 103 are both, in my opinion, worth more than, than Jordan Love right now. But you're right. It is messy. I mean, after you get past, Richardson and Kyler, then it's like Fields, Lawrence, Prescott, Purdy, Love, Tua. And then you mix in Jaden Daniels, Drake May. I mean, there's going to be a lot of, of shifting around in that for sure and something that we're going to clearly hit on throughout yeah, the offseason. I'll, I'll say this. Every time that I – as I've been doing my Dynasty rankings update, every time I, I'm playing around with some stuff, Love only goes higher. Um, he, he hasn't moved down once. And I think the general market on Love is still too low. Um, it, he's kind of in the same situation as Purdy, where we've mm-hmm. seen Matt LaFleur just be a really good play caller. Um, they have some weapons around Love. Yeah. I don't think we've caught up, though. Like, I, I've put this out in October that Purdy and Love were the guys to buy. And then I put it out in December. And now I wasn't with di- you on Love in October, but I, I know. But I mean, now it's like quarterbacks are usually my thing, but now it's like, People are still not willing to buy in on these guys. And I'm like, why? Like, why? Yeah, They're maybe, like, maybe oh, well, the they don't theme... have the contract. Okay, they will. And Love doesn't have any semblance of a potential QB battle, right? The yeah. Packers absolutely have to pay him a mega contract after how he's how he's looked the last few mm-hmm. weeks, how he's looked over the second half of the season in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe the theme of this show is going to just end up being by Jordan Love because he's still probably way too low in a lot of rankings. Yeah, I mean, I, and I'm arguably, I mean, I thought I was higher on him than most, but I'm probably a little bit low on that too. So, I mean. I think you it, can argue for him as high as QB 9 or 10. Yeah, I mean, I can't put him over, I can't put him over Richardson or Justin Herbert. No. no. I, I can't put him over Kyler Murray because the question for me was, I mean, Kyler Murray's been top 11 every single year, usually top 5 to 7, you know, so I, like I'm, I'm not quite there yet, but I have him over Tua. You know, I have him considerably over some of these other guys. I mean, you could argue putting him over Purdy, but Purdy had a great year. You could argue Dak because Dak this year was great, but has struggled at other times. I mean, 
you could really argue the move I would love to make is Trevor Lawrence for Jordan Love in a second. I'm off the Trevor Lawrence stage. Like, I understand he could take a leap, too. Quarterback's going to be fun all year. I, I, it is going to be fun to talk about. And there's going to be a lot of opportunities for insulated trades, a lot of opportunities to really think, put yourself um, in the right spot. I wish I could share my screen right now because I think live on the show, I'm, I'm moving Love over Purdy and Prescott. Um, and, and the reasoning behind that is because we've seen Prescott falter when he's had offensive line mm-hmm. injuries, right? That game. But against I, I also think you could get you could trade Dak Prescott for Jordan Love in a second. Absolutely, right and I absolutely but, would do that. If you and could. I think that's that's what we preach so much is getting out ahead of it, you know. And I think same with I mean I'm not I'm I'm selling my Justin Herbert shares and I'm selling my Trevor Lawrence. I think you could get. Jordan Love in a mid first for Justin Herbert, if not more, you know, and I think the production that you're seeing and the weapons, whereas his weapons are starting to get older, that Packers offense is getting exciting. I mean, I love Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, you know, Romeo Dobbs, like it's only getting better. And well, that's the other thing too. I was going to say Prescott has lamb. um, But despite that, again, when he's had a couple injuries, he hasn't looked great Mm -hmm. Um, in the couple games that we've seen. From Purdy without um, their left tackle Trent Williams and Debo when they were hurt, Purdy looked really lost. Uh, Love has been doing what he's done all year with non-first round wide receivers, um, an mm-hmm. offensive line that's also had a ton of injuries. That's it, what we're going to really, call this one. Yeah, buy buying the love in 2024 that was actually our last question too so i mean mung i'm excited there's a lot of fun things we're going to start getting guests on here it's going to be a great year in 2024 and you know this has been a fun show because even as you and i are talking about it completely unscripted we're both fixing each other's rankings and kind of like sharpening it up and i i think i think the listeners appreciate that i appreciate it and it, it just it's great when we can do these things back and forth yeah, I, I love it because, like you said, uh, you know, I'm always willing to change my opinion. I came around on Jalen Hurts a little too late. Uh, I should have listened to you earlier. So, yeah, it, man, it's – I'm actually a little stunned right now because this is kind of a revelation for me. I'm like, <laughs> man, I still had Jordan Love too low. You're moving him on up, man. Hey, yeah. thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the process. Buy some Jordan Love. I, w- I actually 